This is Move to Miami, real estate, lifestyle, family. I'm your host, Adam Zeifer. And I'm your host, Amber Berger. We are Miami natives and the brother-sister duo behind the Zeifer Burger team. We want to take you behind the scenes of different neighborhoods that comprise South Florida's largest real estate boom, especially where we grew up in. Bow Harbor, Bay Harbor Islands, and Surfside. You'll learn the ins and outs of real family life in Miami. From the schools to the parks, the different communities, demand per area, development opportunities, traffic tips, city governance, and more. We started this podcast thinking, wow, there's so many people that have moved to South Florida. And lots of people have gone lost in the mix. I know a lot of people that moved to a certain area they came from California or came to New York and they thought that's the perfect area. And we were just having a conversation the other day where you said somebody was living south of Fifth and it took them over an hour to get to the baseball field to drop off their son. You know, this podcast is really for people that are looking to buy, rent, invest in South Florida, understand the different neighborhoods that we have, understand the different processes that there is to purchasing or selling property in South Florida, and also getting an understanding of what's like family life, you know, from your schools, from your supermarket, so much more. Yes, we really wanted to have real talk with people who are our friends, you know, we're brother and sisters. And, you know, the way we speak within ourselves, we wanted to expand it to a larger audience that is not just about finding a pretty house in a neighborhood, that there's so many more things to think about when you come here from different zoning codes, the schools, flooding, traffic, kind of talk about the non-sexy parts also about moving to Florida. Obviously, it's so beautiful. The weather's nice. You got the sun and the palm trees, but there is everyday life at the same time. And, you know, what does that look like as a parent and as a person who's maybe now returning to the office? And what is the calculus of, you know, seasonality? There's a big seasonality that exists here that is different than other states. You know, what does your life look like from November through April? It could be totally different from May until October. So we wanted to have real talk, honest conversations, and just put it all out there and let you know, you know, what we see every day and try to help you make the best decision for you and your family. To give you a little background, Amber and I both grew up in South Florida. Amber decided to move to New York for 18 years. I was smart enough, 20 years. I was smart enough to stay down here. And during COVID, like most people, Amber was wise enough to get out of Dodge and move down here. So Amber could definitely speak upon what's like even growing up in South Florida, having family that's in South Florida. Coming back down to the state, it completely changed. You know, the areas that she thought she knew, she realized she didn't know as much. And so this podcast is not just for people that are moving from out of state, but it's also for locals, also for people that you may have been in your little world, your little circle for 10, 20 years, but everything's changed so drastically in just the past three years. So we're going to touch upon those different changes, those different areas, and we hope you enjoy. What I think that we provide that is different than other podcasts out there, social media content is kind of blending the old and the new. We have a real perspective on what Miami was like. We watched the city of Aventura get created. We watched the city of Bell Harbor, Bay Harbor, and Surfside explode over the last 30 years. And also for those that are here, the art of discovery and finding new neighborhoods. You know, when we came down, 
I think because I lived in the city forever, I always call myself a seeker, explorer, or foodies. We always try to find out what are the latest, newest places. And they don't have to be, you know, very big and extravagant. We really discover the city and the neighborhood of El Portal, Upper Buena Vista, and places that I was introducing to my family and friends that had lived here forever, and they never even knew about these places. And there's so much, even in Alapata, being developed. Um, so that's what really excites me, is the exploration of this town and how much it's growing. And since COVID, it's growing so fast that sometimes it's hard to keep up with all the things that are happening in town and just creating a list. I love creating lists. I think that's what my, all moms like to do of all the different things I want to experience, you know, not only for myself, but for my family and introduce you guys to all the amazing things that are here in Miami. And maybe Miami was not really my first choice at first when I came down, to be honest. I am a city girl. I love walking everywhere, but I chose to move to a place where I could have elements of that. I now you know, bike to school with my kids. I actually walk to and from my workout classes. And that is sort of not the norm for Miami. So it's only in certain pockets. So it's kind of outside of Sunset Harbor. Where can you have that life where you're blending work, fitness, school, after school duties in an efficient manner? You know, speaking about how much South Florida has changed, I was out of town, uh, out of the country, actually, and I met somebody and we were discussing where are you from? And it's only natural, especially somebody that grew up in South Florida, to say, oh, I'm from Miami. You know, technically, I'm from Bay Harbor Islands. But when you speak to somebody new, you say, oh, I'm from Miami, because everybody knows Miami. The person that I spoke to said, oh, I'm from Fort Lauderdale, you know, because everybody knows where Fort Lauderdale is. After about two or three minutes of having conversation, we realized he wasn't from Fort Lauderdale. He was from Hollywood. He realized I wasn't from Miami. I was from Bay Harbor Islands. Now, when you speak to people, everybody knows about all these different areas. But there still are some secrets out there. And those are the topics that Amber and I look to touch upon in this podcast. What Adam and I wanted to have was real talk about the pros and cons of each neighborhood and really break down each neighborhood in detail on how it is to live there every day and help you decide on where there are growth opportunities and where are the places that maybe you should be a first mover to move out of it. And really walking through the different calculus that we see every day that our clients are challenged with and met with and help them overcome those and to match their goals. South Florida is one of those unique places where you walk down the street and you feel like everybody has their real estate license. And this is true. Um, however, what differentiates us from everybody else is we grew up here. We know the areas. We know how to conduct ourselves in a professional manner. Um, that's not given here in South Florida. And we treat everybody like family. And I know that could sound, you know, like just a saying, but it's true. We treat everybody like family when we are in a contract or we're in negotiations or we're even just showing properties to our clients. Many times you'll hear Amber or myself pointing out the least expensive property or the property that we think you're getting the most value for, not necessarily the property where the highest dollar amount is. Of course, as real estate agents, we make you know a living by a commission off of the uh, purchase price. But that is not the way that we look to have our clients purchase a property. We really look to see what makes the most sense 
for them and for their family? Where are the schools that their kids are going to be going to? What is going to be the traffic patterns that they're going to have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis? You know, South Florida is very unique. There are lots of areas where there's only one way in and one way out. And we want to make sure that we guide our clients into making the best decisions for them and for their families. I think the biggest question is why us, right? Why do you want to listen to us? I mean, actually, we're kind of newer to the industry, but I think that actually benefits us because we're sort of going to just say it how it is and sometimes give you the information that not everybody wants to divulge. But we sort of have, you know, full transparency is our motto. And we are guided by our values of honesty, loyalty, perseverance. And we really advocate hard for our clients in order to get them top dollar if they're, you know, a listing that we have and they're selling their unit or get them the best price possible when we're negotiating on the buy side. And I know from my experience moving down here and having the advice of friends and family that were here, and I sort of went outside the box at the time and chose not to live in the typical areas that most people were living that I knew and really meeting Miami with a fresh set of eyes. And I think blending the old and the new is really a unique perspective that we both have to offer. You've always been, Adam, in Miami and you never left. And I sort of left and came back and I came at it with an open mind and really learned about Miami in a different way than if I had come back, you know, not during COVID. And I even worked with other real estate agents at the time and nobody really brought up things that are real issues as a parent, you know, about schooling and traffic and flooding and where are they playing, playing their sports in the afternoons? All of that really makes a difference. And it's about how do you want to live your life and how much time do you want to spend in the car? Some people might not like that. You can always find that beautiful house on the water, but Life is in chapters, so I don't look at things as a house is forever, and I think a lot of people do. I think it's actually an old way of thinking on being the same house for 30-plus years. I don't think that's our generation anymore. And I think we want to change the conversation on real estate investing and looking at your investment from a five- to seven period of time, not forever. And what does that look like for you? And, you know, not feeling like you're so tied down to this choice that you're embedded forever. I think you hit it on the head. I was speaking to a client yesterday and it was funny. Like with all clients, I ask questions. That's how we get our information is by asking questions. You have some agents where they're just going to like to listen to their own voice. I know that seems a little ironic since we're having a podcast about <laughs> listening to our own voice. So excuse the irony there. You know, the most important thing is to listen to your client and find out what's important to them. So I met with a client yesterday. They are from New York. They have four children. And I was showing them a apartment building in Bell Harbor. And the apartment building was 3340 square feet. So it was a very large apartment. And I asked them, how many kids do you have? He told me four. I said, well, where are you living right now? You know, in New York or in New Jersey or in Chicago or a lot of other states, you have basements. You have properties that are much larger than what we have in South Florida. You move to South Florida, especially the Miami area or any place that's east of I-95, you will not be getting square footage. You will not be getting acreage. It's a different mindset. And so one of the things that after we were talking a little bit, I explained to him, I said, look, you need space, but you don't need space. And he said, what do you mean? That doesn't make sense. I said, well, you need space to live, but you don't need space, meaning 
your child on a day-to-day basis is going to wake up, have breakfast in the morning, and go out the door. They're going to come back, and then they're going to go right out the door to go play outside, or they're going to walk on the beach, or they're going to go swimming. They're going to come back in, they're going to have dinner, and then they're going to go to the room to go sleep. So now all the space that in your mind as a buyer, you're thinking, well, I don't have a basement, I don't have this extra area for somebody to play in. This is South Florida. It's summertime year round. You know, we are outside, the living space, the outside space. That's what's most important. The space that's inside, you need enough space for everybody to have their own bedroom and to live and not to feel so tight. But at the same time, you don't need all that additional space that you may have in these other states. And it's kind of having that mind frame of thinking, okay, fine, what do we really need and what our lifestyle is going to be? And sometimes the most obvious things aren't obvious to lots of people. And so that's what we bring to the table is just thinking of things from a family perspective as well as a day-to-day perspective and kind of explain that to our clients so they can understand what their life is going to live like. Because South Florida... It, we're a different beast here. It, it is a very unique area that no other place is like. And so your lifestyle is going to be very unique. And it's not going to be like your lifestyle in Chicago or New York or New Jersey or California. It's very, very unique. I think you make a great point. I know growing up, people would always joke that I would meet from out of town. How did you grow up in Miami? I always go there to vacation. So it's sort of a mental reset on when you choose to live full-time in a place that you used to vacation. And the ironic thing is the more you live here, usually the less that you end up going to the beach, which is kind of sad but true. But you really have to make an effort to go to the beach because there's so many other fun activities to engage in here because you're in the sun all day. Your point about living a northern lifestyle versus a Miami lifestyle is true, and it's very different. I've had many friends that have moved down who you know, had to downsize on their houses and they were upset about it. But I had to explain to them that you don't need all that extra space because you're not hibernating anymore for a couple months of a year. You don't need that cozy random room that's going to just collect dust because you're never going to sit in the library and, you know, spend a whole afternoon. I mean, it does rain here, of course, but the way that the weather patterns are it rains for a few minutes, you just give it an hour at most and it blows by and then you could be in the pool again. So it is a very different lifestyle here. And, you know, even people who've just moved down that may be in a rental, just letting them get a sense of what is real life in Miami. One of the things that you've touched upon a lot with our clients are schools. Where are they sending their kids to schools? And it baffles us lots of times that that's not the first thing that a client is looking for when they're looking to move down. They're looking for their place where they're going to live and the schools is afterthought. And we try to educate and explain that, no, you have to get your school down first and then you build around that school area. Because if you're going in traffic an hour each way, twice a day, (laughs) it's going to wear on you, you know, and you're not going to fully enjoy yourself. So you want to try and make your life as easy as possible. South Florida was not built like Manhattan. This is not a walking town. It's starting to get that way, though. Right. It's actually evolving. We were talking about this, of how really you're going to be experiencing a change in a city in real time. I mean, we already have since COVID of the explosion of all the restaurants that have opened, which has been amazing, and all the culture that has really come into town. But now the next shift that 
we forecast in the next five years is how we're going to become little micro communities within a larger community, more similar to New York City. If you live Upper East Side, you're never going to Tribeca during the week, maybe on the weekends. Or if you live on, you know, the Upper West Side, you're not going to the Lower East Side or Brooklyn during the week. It takes too long and it's just not going to happen. And what we find really exciting is that the evolving landscape of Miami real estate is creating these little areas that you will start to be able to walk to and have a little center town, sort of like Miami Shores has this strip of town. They have a Starbucks, a gas station, a Pura Vida, a Carrot Express, a seamstress. It's a one-stop shop for all of your errands and your meals in an afternoon. And then you go pick up the kids from school. And that is going a new departure for town, which is really exciting. It's kind of like South Florida is going back to Main Street, USA. Yes. That every little town's going to have their Main Street where you have your post office, you have your supermarket, you have, you know, any pharmacy, any stores that you need is going to be walkable. And we didn't grow up that way. We're happy that we're seeing the change in South Florida to get there. And uh, it's exciting. You know, one of the things that we really try to look at is, as Amber touched upon, is forecasting what an area is going to look like in three years from now, in five years from now, in seven years from now. You know, we grew up uniquely that our mother always got the itch every four to five years <laughs> that she needed a new project. So we lived in Aventura, then we lived in Hollywood, then we moved our way to Bow Harbor, which I stayed and Amber flocked off to, to <laughs> New York. On this podcast, we're going to really dive into everything. One of the things that I'm particularly excited to talk about is just the buying process. I know the first time I bought my property, I had no idea what I was doing. I was very green. You have lots of people that have different thoughts or assumptions in the buying process or don't have any thoughts or any assumptions. They just don't even know how to start. So that's something that Amber and I are going to dive into. There's a lot of misinformation out there or a lot of things that most people haven't thought about. You know, one of the things that we actually had this conversation about five years ago and you finally came around on it was the old school mentalities. You know, one of the old school mentalities was if you're looking at buy, contact the listing agent right away. That's the way you get the best deal. I'm sorry, folks. Not you're getting true. hosed. <laughs> you're getting fully taken advantage. And I'll tell you why. It's very simple. If I have a listing, which we have many, thank God, our duty is to the seller. At the end of the day, no matter what happens, you could be the nicest person in the world. You could be the most qualified buyer in the world. You came up to me. At the end of the day, my responsibility is to the seller. You might think that you have a deal. Oh, well, we could work on commissions. Commission agreements already been set. Doesn't make a difference what you are bringing to the table, what your offer may be. The second you start trying to negotiate our commission, it's already been decided. In Miami, in the state of Florida, the seller is responsible for paying the commissions. The seller and the real estate agent have already come to an agreement on what that commission is going to be paid for. So my best recommendation for anybody looking to buy, find an expert in that area or find an expert that you fully trust. And also, I think you hit on the head about finding an expert in that area. Because I think a lot of people are getting bad advice using a top agent that might cover all of South Florida, but there's no way they're really an expert in the specific neighborhoods. You can really only be an expert in about three neighborhoods. 
A hundred percent. You hit. And that's why Amber takes care of our Miami Shores area. El because Portal, I live there. <laughs> Morningside and Bay Point. Bay Point, as well as Miami Beach. For myself, I handle Surfside, Bell Harbor, Bay Harbor, Sunny Isles, and Aventura. So tune in every week for honest conversations about what's going on in town, whether it's real estate, lifestyle, family. We do our best to keep this not stale. We are brother, sister. Short and sweet. We give each other a lot of crap in a fun, positive way, but we still are giving each other a hard time. So join the family and tune into our podcast today. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you download your podcasts. Follow us on social media at Zypher Burger Team.